Lord, I just pray by your spirit that you would perform open heart surgery tonight. Because, Lord, we need you. We need you to speak. We need your truth to speak. We need you more than perhaps we even understand. Father, we may have locked things away in our lives that are so deep. We maybe even desired that they would never be brought to the surface. But I just pray by your spirit tonight you would just have your way. I was going to say, Friday night at Revitalize, um, the, the word was all about feet. I think it was feet. My, I've been going deaf by that stage because it was Revitalize. It was feet. And um, reminded me of John chapter 13. If you've got a Bible, there should be a Bible there. If you want to turn to John 13. Um, I don't know what page it is, but you can figure it out. John chapter 13, and I'm going to start reading at verse 10. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Andy. You'll know the story. The story is Jesus washing his disciples' feet. And it says this, John 13, and I'll start from verse 10, and I'll read through to uh, 16. Jesus answered, those who have a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean, and you are clean, though not every one of you. For he knew who was going to betray him. And that was why he said not everyone was clean. And when he, Jesus, had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your teacher and Lord, have washed your feet, you should also wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. This is the Lord of, word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So Nick kind of gave it away, really, didn't he? He was talking about forgiveness, and we've probably all heard sermons on forgiveness. I don't want to be rude, but there are some of you who look like you've been around a while, so you've probably heard more than one sermon on forgiveness. But I want to talk about three types of forgiveness tonight. Um, the first type of forgiveness is the forgiveness that comes from God. And it's forgiveness that is for the person who truly repents, who acknowledges their own sin and the inability of man to 
to be able to get out of the predicament that we are in. The second type of forgiveness I want to talk about is the importance of forgiving others. And especially forgiving others in the light of the forgiveness that we ourselves have received from God. There's a third type that I believe is very important, a third type of forgiveness. And it's crucial to the life of the believer. And it's probably the type of forgiveness that we talk about least, um, if at all. But let's start with the foundation that enables everything. And every foundation that is going to last is a foundation that is built from built by God and comes from God. And so this type of forgiveness that God gives us enables the believer to become the overcoming disciple. Now, I'm not going to spend the whole evening mapping out what that means because I'm hopeful that most of you understand um, the basics of the forgiveness of God. But what I will say is this. If you don't, then please come and talk to me afterwards or come and talk to Nick uh, or come and talk to Tom. If, you, if you've got more fundamental kind of still questions about that. I just want to highlight a couple of things about the nature of God's forgiveness. Nick mentioned it, and the first is this, that God's work of forgiveness is complete. You remember Jesus said on the cross, it is finished. That means there's no loose ends, there's no gaps in God's forgiveness. There's nothing that God's forgiveness is somehow inadequate for. It is able to cover everything. Now, I pray that we have all bowed the knee and confessed to God in such a way that we know that he has washed away all the corruption and stain of sin in our lives. Totally and completely. Uh, it's Isaiah, isn't it? Isaiah 1 that says, Though your sins were red as scarlet, he has made them as white as snow. Isn't that amazing? That is the truth for the believer, for the person who comes to God and says, God, I can't do it. Please forgive me. I've sinned against you. And God washes that away. Now, if somewhere down the road you feel burdened or you feel inadequate or you are told that there is some hidden wrong, wrongdoing or sin in your life, it is not because cross could not deal with it. The cross dealt with everything. So if you have at any stage in your life a burden 
around this issue of forgiveness, we can help you identify where that is, but it is not that the cross, there's not something that you've done that God cannot deal with. And that's really important for all of us to understand. The other one I sometimes um, hear from people is that they will say, um, or maybe I forgot to specifically confess some area of my life when I asked God to forgive me. Um, God's forgiveness doesn't work like that. He doesn't just forgive you the things that you identify. He forgives all of it. Completely. It is finished. So please do not come under any, we'll look at this a bit later, but don't come under any condemnation that somehow you maybe forgot to ask forgiveness for some area of your life. My illustration. Imagine that this is the world, right? That's probably how God sees it, isn't it? Like an orange or maybe even smaller than an orange. But imagine this is, the, this is the world. So this is the North Pole there, and this is where the South Pole is, right? Sorry, I'm not reading what the illustration is. I'm just getting the verse that I want to read. Psalm 103, verse 12, says that God takes our sin and he casts it as far as the east is from the west. Right? So I want you to imagine this is the world. Right? If you're up here at the North Pole and you decide you're going to travel south, what happens eventually? You get to there. Then what happens if you keep going? You're travelling north again, aren't you? You see, you go from north to south and south to north. So it's kind of a perpetual repeating. And sometimes we can feel like our sin is a bit like that. It just goes over and over and over again. But God said, I don't cast your sin as far as the north is from the south. He says, I cast your sin as far as the east is from the west. Right? So if you start here and you travel east around the world, when do you start traveling west? Not a trick question. You never travel west. Do you? You can travel east as many times as you like and you will never get to that point where you are traveling west. So you see, God says, when it comes to your sin, Kate, <laughs> when it comes to your sin, Kate, I have taken it and I have put it in a place where I will never hold that against you. Isn't that an amazing thing? I don't know whether you've ever thought about that. That, that there was such wisdom 
from the Holy Spirit when he inspired scripture. He didn't, he didn't say to them, write from the, I've cast it as far as the north is from the south. I've cast it as far as the east is from the west. God puts it in a place that it can never be held against you again. The forgiveness of God is eternal, it's complete, and it's without further accusation. I just, I could, I could live with that for the rest of my life. Right, I want to talk about forgiving others. So that's God's forgiveness. Right, that's, that's pretty straightforward. I want to talk about forgiving others. And the first thing I want to say is this. Sometimes we can fall into a way of thinking that we almost can believe that God is being unreasonable by asking us to forgive others. I'm not, I'm not talking about someone, I don't know, someone says you've got bad dress sense. Not that anyone would ever tell me that. But if they did, right. I'm not talking about someone forgot to send me a Christmas card. I'm not even forgetting about someone, you know, forgot my name. I'm talking about those things that are hard for us to comprehend. I'm talking about forgiving others that may be undeserving. I'm talking about forgiving others that may be ignorant of the damage they have caused in our lives. Or I'm talking about forgiving others, worse still, who are aware of their actions, but still choose to take those actions. In those situations, God says, forgive them. And so I understand that there can be times where we think, God, you're being unreasonable. Do you know what, that, what has happened to me? Do you know what I'm carrying because of that? And let me say this, I am not trying to in any way, shape or form belittle what we go through. There are sometimes in some people's lives that things happen that are so horrific and painful that we can't even bear to revisit them ourselves for a moment, let alone 
contemplate forgiving those who've caused those actions. Let me just say this about this whole aspect of forgiving others. Forgiving others is leaving them in God's hands when it comes to accountability. In the same way that I am in God's, he will hold me accountable for all that I have done. Forgiving others, particularly others that have caused us terrible pain, is a way of you saying, God, I leave that person in your hands. Forgiving others is not a way of validating what they have done. It's a not way of saying, it's not saying it doesn't matter what they've done. It's not saying of, you know, it's not, it's not getting over it. It is saying that I believe that in a God who is sovereign and I can no longer carry this burden. Because when it comes to the issue of forgiving others, very often, if not exclusively, the person that carries the burden is the one that was sinned against. It's important that we forgive others because God does not want you and he does not want me to carry burdens that constantly threaten to crush us and stop us from being free in him. I'll say it again. It is not, forgiving others is not a way of saying you're validating them and what they did. It's leaving them to God to deal with. And that's why it's so important. I said, I said I believe there was a third type of forgiveness. First one is God forgiving us. The second one is us forgiving others. And the third one is this. It's us forgiving ourselves. One John, we won't read it word for word, but one John talks about that when we repent, God is faithful and he purifies us from all unrighteousness. And what I would just say is this. If God has purified me of all unrighteousness, then I should be able to forgive myself. If God has forgiven me, I should be able to forgive myself. That is sometimes quite a hard thing to do. Too often we are defined by walls of our own making. We are defined by things that have happened in our life. We are defined by things that we maybe can't get over. Things, as I said, things that were maybe not even of our doing, but we've never been able to release them to God. Because you might 
we might feel ashamed, we might feel embarrassed, we might feel whatever. And so those walls define our ability to be able to live a victorious Christian life. Wouldn't it be great if we, you and I, could get to that point where we were not defined by our past, but we were defined by who we are in Christ? Wouldn't that be a great place? Wouldn't that just be freedom? Jesus said, I've come to set you free. Let me just give you a very simple kind of example of this, how it works out in the believer's life. So I'm a believer. I believe Jesus died for my sin. So there's something, tomorrow I sin in some way. And what I do is I ask God to forgive me. Right? So what does he do? He forgives me. Yes? The next day, I sin. I do the same sin. I don't know. Maybe it's getting, maybe it's snapping at Kate. I know none of you believe that I would, but, right? I ask God to forgive me. What does he do? He forgives me. And then a couple of days later, I do it again. And this time, This little thought pops into my head. Third time this week, Craig. You're really not a very good Christian, are you? You see, that is condemnation. Because God has forgiven me each time I genuinely went to him and said, forgive me. But we still have the memory. Whereas genuinely, I think, if if I said to God, I'm so sorry I did what I did on Monday... I think God says, what did you do on Monday? Because I've cast it as far as the east is from the west. Maybe he doesn't really think like that, but you get the illustration of what I'm trying to say. So what happens is this this little voice in my head goes, you have the audacity to stand up in that church and lead worship and preach but look at you. Not once, not twice, but three times you've fallen. You really think you're worthy. That is condemnation. Condemnation is not from God. Maybe that sounds familiar to you, maybe it doesn't. I, I pray, honestly, I pray it doesn't. But if it does, I want to remind us that Scripture says there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because of what God has done in our lives. But as I said, because we remember it, the devil can use that memory to have us not forgive ourselves. That's the importance of learning to forgive yourself. Because God has forgiven you. He's forgiven me for that sin. 
Right? I asked Kate's forgiveness and she forgave me. We have this strange thing that is a bit weird for people who are not in our, not in our household. Um, if, I, if I do something and I've failed miserably and I go to Kate and say, please forgive me, she goes, oh no, don't worry about it. Please don't say, don't worry about it. Right? She doesn't say, don't worry about it. Do you know what she says to me? She says, I forgive you. Because you see, if it's important enough for someone to ask forgiveness, you should receive it in such a way that's gracious and say, I forgive you. So I did that once with someone outside of our family. They came and said, oh, I'm sorry, Craig. And I said, I forgive you. And they said, what? <laughs> I said, I forgive you. I said, what do you mean you forgive me? You see, and at that point, I thought, oh, okay. So I'm not, I'm not suggesting we practice that, you know, because um, it gets a bit, you know, kind of um, intimidating when people say, who are you to forgive me? Yeah? Well, why ask forgiveness? <sighs> Let me get back in. I'm going to wrap this up. I have a memory of most of my sin and I've got a lot of sin in my life that God has not haven't got a lot of sin in my life I've had a lot of things in my life that God has forgiven me for but I still have the memory of those things and I thank God that I he didn't take the memory of that sin away do you know why because that memory exists in my life to remind me of God's grace and mercy and forgiveness It exists to enable me to look back and go, I was dead in my sin, but I am alive in him. Hallelujah. So you see, when the devil comes and he highlights some past transgression in your life, we should declare, yeah, that was me. I was dead in my sin, but I've been, made, I've been made alive in Christ. Do not listen to him. Yes, Sam and Ben. So, of the three types of forgiveness... I pray that the reality and the completeness of all three exist in your life. But if you're like me, that's not always the case. And so what I want to do is I just want to give us opportunity to deal with that. And quite honestly, two of those types of forgiveness, you don't need anyone else around you, do you? Where it comes to God forgiving you and where it comes to you forgiving yourself. And it may be that there's someone here that you need to forgive others. Um, and I want to encourage you to go and do that in this next little bit. Right? Now, is that going to be scary? Yeah, of course it's going to be scary. 
But it's saying, God, this is who you called me to be. So what we're going to do is we're, we're, the guys are just going to play one song. Right? Um, and then, then Nick is going to kind of close the official part of the service. Right? So at that point, if you need to go, feel free to go. But for those who just want to stay and just maybe meditate a little bit or read the scriptures or come and talk to one of us about any aspect of forgiveness, then I want to encourage you to do that. But like I say, if you need to go, please, you know, don't, don't feel that you have to stay. Um, but yeah. Let's, let's just reflect on what the Spirit's saying to us. <clears throat> 